Okay, awesomers, it is me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and we are back once again for an awesomers podcast. Now, I'm doing most podcasts, as, as really I've done 90% of the time plus, in both audio and video. Now, in this case, I'm not using visual aids, uh, although I do frequently, uh, where I have presentations or I'm demonstrating some system in a software program or what have you. But I do want to just call your attention that if you're listening to this in your Apple iTunes podcast, great. Thank you. Welcome. If you're watching this on, on the YouTubes or the Vimeos, whatever, like uh, wherever you are, wherever it's convenient for you, I welcome you and I'm glad you're here. Uh, wherever you are, by the way, feel free now, like, subscribe, share, click the notify button and leave a review if you please. Now, uh, today's topic is part of our Founder Foundations series, and I think it's going great. Yep, I've decided it's going great. No longer have imposter syndrome. I'm a real gentleman to offer such a plethora of content for free to my uh, extraordinary, awesomer entrepreneurial community. Yep, that's where I've come down on it. Give me another episode and I'll be back in imposter land. So let's embrace what we have now. The good news is today is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And it's part of that roadmap, that blueprint that we've discussed uh, about how you build a company. And this is where we discuss the concept of weekly meetings with your team members. Now we call these business development meetings. We kind of use that term, it was uh, coined by the E-Myth, but you may have heard these called one-on-one -on -one meetings, or uh, I heard recently they were called lion meetings. Uh, everybody's got their own little acronyms and they love their branding. I, I don't really care what you call them. In fact, we call them BDMs uh, for short because we don't like to say the whole word, biz, or the whole phrase business development meeting. So we call them BDMs in our companies. Uh, a lion meeting, by the way, if you want the acronym, is last week, Issues, Opportunities, and Next Week. Uh, if you do the acronym math, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find that is a lion. That is what a lion meeting is. Now, I don't, again, get tied up in nomenclature. I don't really care what you call it. I just want you to do it. And I will tell you there are magical benefits if you do this right. So firstly, let's address the the likely situation that exists. You're not doing meetings. And when you are doing them, they are um, difficult. They don't feel good. People hate them. You hate them. It's all gone terrible. Now, maybe you're better than me. That's how I started. We weren't doing them. When we did do them, let's say semi-annually or annual reviews, everybody hated them. And life sucked. And we constantly had lightning bolts and we would uh, lose staff that we wanted and we would keep staff we didn't want. And all of it was chaotic and we didn't like it. And then many, many years ago, this really is dating back to the 90s, I learned about business development meetings from the E-Myth. And I said, oh, I should do that. Even though I don't want to have meetings, right? My I I'm predisposed to saying, let me stay in my cave. I'm an introvert. I will um, send a proclamation out from time to time, 
and then I'll hope for the best, right? That's a, that's a style of management. Uh, Tom Peter says, uh, management by walking around. Uh, Steve's management style is proclamation randomly from a, an undisclosed location and hope for the best. You decide who's right. No, of course, not only do I believe in uh, weekly meetings, but I'm going to give you the formula for why they work. Uh, and then later we can discuss how they work if it comes to that. So the having a weekly check-in that is ongoing and consistent is so valuable for the mental uh, state of your people and also for yourself. So instead of having constant interruptions where people are calling you and emailing you and saying, hey, what do I do about this? Or I had this problem. I don't know what to do. Or just, you know, venting you now are starting to organize all of that type of feedback into is, you know, is this something that we can cover in your BDM? And inevitably, or most often, unless you have what we call a show stopping problem, this is when we literally have to stop what we're doing and go resolve it. Uh, an example of this might be my listing on Amazon got suspended or my website that takes payments and orders from customers is down Show-stopping problems exist, everybody. I'm not naive. And they can take precedence and rise up and interrupt whatever is happening for everyone, as the case may require. But in general, when things are just kind of going uh, normal, then most things can wait to the BDM. They can wait till that weekly meeting. And it's so powerful because it takes away the constant interruptions and as you train people, right, if they come to you and they, they're uh, slacking you or they're emailing you or however they're communicating and they keep asking small questions and you say, um, bring that up in your BDM or good question, let's talk about that in your BDM. Pretty soon they just start going, you know what, I, I get the gist, I should just wait till my BDM. And then they start putting that on their agenda. And I'll, I'll go through a format of a BDM here in a second. But the magic that this takes and, and really does help transform that chaos into order is everybody knowing that I have an appointment once a week with my direct supervisor. And this should go all the way through your organization, all the way through. Secondly, they should be short meetings. Uh, in my case, I think no longer than a half an hour. And in many cases, we're able to do it in half that time. Um, by the way, there's no set number. If you say, I can do these things in eight minutes and functionally everything is getting done and everyone feels good about it, fine, you're, you're awesome. But I think for me, practically speaking, I have found that 30 minutes on the schedule is the right number and that if we run early, great, it gives me a, a few extra minutes. But on the days I'm doing my BDMs, I'm literally back to back, just back to back. So if I'm at the 30 minute mark and we're not quite done yet, sometimes I'll, I'll have a little um, example or some sort of training or just maybe we're sharing a story. I'll see some, you know, my next appointment pop in the waiting room and I'll say, you know what? I, uh, we've got to tie this thing off. I'm a minute over schedule and I go to my next BDM. Now, this is a really, really crucial element of how you spend your time. And if, if you've noticed a pattern, I'm, I'm often talking about allocation. I talk about allocation of capital for your business, talk about allocation of your time 
for your management, uh, and, you know, and training and so forth. So how you allocate yourself and your time and your money, it all matters and has direct ramifications to the, the value and the outputs of your business. That business, remember, I like to use that factory analogy. Your business is like a factory. So how you allocate time and capital to it is going to have a direct, direct um, kind of impact to the, the outputs of that factory. So your inputs and your outputs have high, high correlation, everybody. Let's not forget it. So what does a BDM look like? For us, uh, by the way, we we built in, you know, a system for systems.com shows you some of these things and perhaps even a BDM, I'm not sure. But in a business operating system, you can just build a new system, right? And so we built BDMs and the system will automatically uh, show, you know, what, what meeting I have next or who submitted their, their BDM, or they can just add a new BDM and, and go fill it out. And it's really simple. It's what happened last week, which is automatically brought through from the computer. So the computer takes last week's business and makes that kind of the first thing. And you just start and you say, is there anything from last week that uh, is a carryover that we should talk about? Uh, assuming they didn't note it in the next segment down below, which I'll talk to you about in a minute. Often people are like, no, no, all that's behind us or whatever is relevant I put down in the next segment, which is called new business this week, right? This is, <laughs> I know, super advanced stuff. So we get through our old business. That's last week. Now we're talking about our present business and the things we're working on. And they, they go through whatever questions they have. Along the way, we're discussing any resources, obstacles, Anything they need help with, that's the manager's responsibility. Bring them the tools, resources they need to get the job done, assuming it's not already been dealt with systemically. And then we have a what's called the personal business segment of this uh, BDM. And this is where they might say, uh, you know, I need time off to go to the dentist or I'm taking vacation next month, you know, whatever it is. And you discuss any personal business. Uh, I do want to take note that to be honest with you, this is the, the part of the job that is not easy, but you have to deal with personal business that is uncomfortable as well. Like, um, you know, sometimes this will manifest itself directly and sometimes indirectly. So let's just say directly. And, you know, they say uh, something like, uh, I want a week off and uh, I'm out of vacation time, but I want to get paid anyway. And so now you have to kind of, deal with that, you know, that issue and, and uh, consider, you know, your, your approach to that problem. Sometimes it could take the case of, you know, why are you out sick so often? What, what's happening with you? Are, you? are you feeling okay? Is everything okay? And they may come back and go, no, you know, I actually, I've got some uh, pretty serious health issues and it's weighing me down and it's, it's impacting my job. And these conversations, they, not only are they necessary, they're inevitable. They're part of us dealing with humans and, you know, bless, bless us for the opportunity to work with such uh, great humans, but all of us humans were frail on some level and we're likely to have some problems. So whether it's a health problem or their dog passed away, or, you know, maybe they're getting a divorce or their kid is sick, like any of these things, they have to be, 
they have to be brought out to the whatever extent is it's relevant to the performance of the job. Now, my objective, just so it's very crystal clear to you, is not to get into their personal life and start to be their marriage counselor. It's just to try to add some empathy and understanding to whatever they're going through. And to whatever extent I can be helpful, take some pressure off. It's like, well, you know what? This is a super important project. I was going to assign it to you, but given some of the personal struggles you're you're with right now, let me reassign that to somebody else who's got a little extra capacity uh, than perhaps you do right now. This is both pragmatic and it's the right thing to do from a management perspective. And these can take really weird forms. There are sometimes where it's like they don't put any personal business down and you kind of have to bring it up and go, hey, I just I want you to know we've talked about this for the last several weeks. You're not hitting your numbers. You don't feel like you're fully engaged. I don't know what's happening with you. You know, what's going on? This is not working the way it is right now. And, you know, sometimes that's come back with, um, I don't like what I'm doing, right? Which is fine. That's fair enough. Let's talk about it, figure out how we deal with that. Uh, sometimes it comes back with, yeah, I've got a drug problem. I need help. And, you know, we'll, you know, figure out the way to, you know, get them off to treatment or, you know, figure out how to help them in, in whatever constructive way that we can that is consistent with our level of responsibility, right? If somebody shows up, it's their first week on the job and they're like, I got a prob drug problem. I need help. It's like, ah, sorry, you know, you should get help. We're not the guys to help you, you know, please, um, you know, do your best and, and we have to say goodbye because they, they weren't adequate for the job. But if somebody has been with me a long time, then I don't want to leave them high and dry. I, I genuinely like those people. I want them to succeed. And I don't want this personal struggle to be something that they struggle with for the rest of their lives. So if they're willing and want help, then we will try to help them to whatever extent that we can. So as much as it pains me to deal with you know these realities, and, and these are uncomfortable conversations sometimes, this is where a BDM can really be powerful. Once again, it's not to invade people's privacy. It's just to help them shed whatever obstacles they have and do their best, best job. Everybody wants to do a good job. Everybody wants to feel valuable. Everybody wants to feel valued uh, by their managers and supervisors. And so I want you guys to know that having a BDM is not only a recipe to you know, reduce the chaos, it's also a recipe to help people. It brings clarity to so many things. Uh, many times I will just redirect people and go, hey, we'll talk in the BDM. And it becomes a really standard part of the operation. You should do this throughout your company, not just who reports to you, but each successive management layer. Anybody who has a supervisor, they should get their chance to have a weekly meeting. And this is their chance also to say, I need this resource, or I need a raise, or I've got a problem, right? And, and then you deal with these things while they're, they're still current, and they're still um, in the formation stages instead of the festering stages. So this is one of the, the side effects of not doing weekly one-on-ones, is at some point you lose a great employee, and you're like, oh, crap, how'd that happen? And you talk to them, and they're like, yeah, I got a better offer somewhere else and wasn't happy anyway. And it's like, well, how come you didn't say anything? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, why should I? You know, you guys weren't valuing me. I just put myself out on the market and now I'm gone. 
which is not great, right? Now, there are other times where somebody go, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, you know, uh, fat cat at the top, I want to raise. And you go, I'm sorry, I don't have the budget for it. I, I would hate to lose you, but I, I think we're at the market rates and I, I feel like we're, we're doing right by you. You know, how do you feel about that? And they, they may say, yeah, I, you know, I kind of agree with you. I, uh, although I wish I had more, I, I understand where we're at. The whole point, regardless of the outcome of these conversations, is that they're frequent they are um, clear in the minds of the people. In other words, predictable. They know it's coming. And it's something that provides them a really solid management backbone. They know what's happening. And I, I also will say proactively, when you have to miss one because somebody's out sick or maybe the boss is traveling that week and can't make their meetings, they, you just say, I'll get you on the next meeting. You don't have to you know, go out of your way to make up that meeting. You know, it's typically if you're doing frequent check-ins and frequent recalibrations, you're you're making much smaller little adjustments in that relationship than some big annual nightmare of a annual review. Nobody likes annual reviews. They're terrible. Uh, nobody gets anything out of them except hurt feelings, um, often missed expect, excuse me, mixed expectations. And the formula, by the way, for a typical company's annual reviews is, you know, what we call the old shit sandwich, where they go, we really like you. You're the best. That's the top bun. And uh, but you need to improve on all these other things. And uh, without that improvement, we don't know what your future looks like. That's the shit. And then the bottom is, but we sure love you and hope you're doing great. And, uh, you know, we're glad you're here. Right. It's just it's idiotic and it's a terrible thing. And, uh, you know, you, that's brought to you by, you know, the rank and yank corporate America folks. And, you know, maybe in the 80s that sounded good, but today that is not the way to do stuff. So BDMs, systematize it. You can, there's lots of ways you can do this. You can do it with type form. You can do a job form. Uh, we do it inside of parsimony. And I think we've even opened up that uh, methodology to work in parsimony for, for other customers as well. Um, and anyway, there's lots to this. People are the resource that you really, really need. And I do think, again, confession starting from Steve admitting this. At first, when I started, and probably for 10 years, you know, at least till my late 20s, and I started when I was 18, I probably didn't understand and value people in a, in a, a good enough way. It wasn't that I didn't value them. It's just that I was not a good manager. And by the way, even in my late 20s, I wasn't a good manager. I would argue still today I'm not a great manager. But with each successive decade, I learned those lessons. And you can learn a lesson right now. Don't wait a decade or more to do weekly one-on-ones. They are incredibly valuable. They will solve so many problems. It's, it's almost incalculable the number of problems they will help you avoid and the the streamlining of your organization will feel so much better and by the way the first couple of meetings might feel clunky and the especially if your people downstream from you are forced to do this and you know they they may not be on board at first so it can feel a little weird and and maybe even the first several feel a little weird but the moment they get a win on it and they go you know what that was really good for me whether it's the team member or the supervisor. And then they'll build on that. The next time it'll be even better. 
I guarantee you six months after you've implemented this, nobody would ever want to go back to not doing meetings on a systemic, regular basis. Guaranteed, 100%. Take it to the bank, everybody. This is one of those things where Steve says it, and you must believe it. This is the end of the business development uh, module in this this, uh, great series, which I hope it's great for you. Founder Foundations, everybody. I will see you next time. Thank you once again. Subscribe, share, click, notify, save, whatever you got to do. And don't hesitate to leave a five-star review. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.